Welcome in once again to the Red Rock Sports Podcast, where we cover all things Colorado sports each and every week. You can find us on Twitter. We are at Red Rock Sports One. I am, of course, your host, Jared All. Alongside me, as always, Connor Holskamp. Hello, hello. And our producer for the show, Ryan, is out today, taking a few vacation days. I didn't Slacker. know we got those, so we're going to have to talk <laughs> to the bosses about that. Uh, but filling in for Ryan today is our good friend, Tyler Walgie. Thanks Hello. for joining us, Tyler. Thanks for having me uh, on the show in the seat. I'll hopefully not mess this thing up. So <laughs> Tyler is like the uh, podcast extraordinaire for Woos Media. Mm-hmm. He's been involved in so many shows, but I have never, Tyler, seen you sitting behind the production chair. Yeah, it's nice because I have uh, all the control with the sounds. We got that one. There's a... I'm going to need that a lot. I feel like I'm going to be on today. My Jerry Seinfeld. What's the deal with the Colorado Rockies? And then... Well, hey. Yeah, but so... It's good, though. I got that. But the Rockies are actually winning games right now. Right now. For now. For now. Hey, we called. We called on last week's show. For, for for the Avalanche, the Nuggets to win some games, give us something good to talk about. The Rockies came through as well. They've won four in a row. Uh, mm. Avalanche obviously did their part, sweeping through that first series. The Nuggets, however, stumbled out the gate a little bit in that, that first playoff series game. Oh. Uh, you ruined my uh, trivia there, Jared. I was going to say, <laughs> what, what do the Rockies and the Avs have in common right now? What they've won four. They both row? won four in a row, baby. Let's go. Oh. And uh, uh, give me that brunch. Come on. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you didn't. You, you, no, you absolutely. I didn't have the crickets one. ready for that okay. one. Okay. All right. All right. But, Sorry. Continue, Jared. In, in, in all reality, though, is this not the best time of year for sports? At least when your teams are in the playoffs, it really helps. If 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 your teams aren't in the playoffs, and you obviously don't care much, probably about the NBA or the NHL yeah, playoffs. I think, I think that argument's but, always subjective. Everyone always. But has their I favorite mean, come time, on. Right? Sitting here in Denver, it was like every day. Nuggets, oh, Avalanche, Nuggets, Avalanche. And then, of course, the Avalanche have to go sweep the series. So now we have like three or four days without an Avs game. But, you know, what, what, what can it. you say? My favorite time of the year is end of the year when football's going, basketball, hockey starting up. You got baseball, the end of baseball. That's my favorite time of year. See, but I have a hard time being passionate about like October. hockey or basketball until the beginning of the year. To me, it's it's turn the page, January 1st, now the focus Yeah, but regardless, you got everything going on. you got all the You're sports. Right. You're That's right. what's fun is when you can turn like it on it. and get any sport. I, I think my... I, I, I think I can make a case for like why I love every part of the year in terms of the sports world. Uh, I don't like when football or I'm sorry, when, when baseball and um, well, not, not baseball, when, when the, the NBA playoffs are done, when the NHL playoffs are done, when, uh, you know, baseball is getting into the crunch run. So that's a pretty cool time, but it's before football starts. Um, and so all you get is these college football games. For me personally, that? for me personally, that is not my. Uh, okay, not but my you're so only crazy. like two weeks different. There's even a lull between that after the NBA yeah, and NHL true. before college football even starts. Can we just? Uh, this is a discussion <laughs> that I think needs to be had real quick here. Why not push the start of the NBA season to January first? Then you're the focal point. Football's all but well, how about, over. How about at least Christmas? And because then, Christmas sure, game Christmas, is like yes. uh, that's, maybe that that's could a be thing, the tip off. That right? could be the the first but I game. Think of they the almost season. just need to like get those games out of the way. It's, it's like they don't matter that much. It, Everyone gets their paycheck. Everyone shows but then, up. Then you could be playing all it's the way up season. to September. You could end. You know, August. You could end the NBA season, and then and then NFL. Come on, think about the fans. Think about the fans. You are asking. I mean, look, look. Last week you 
you guys talked about how the more games, it kind of dilutes things, or at least Jared was talking about that. Not me. I love I it. Which I agree with. I actually. love it. I think that the fewer games, it certainly dilutes things. But either way, they're going to keep the schedule the same. There's going to be 82 games. It's not like they're changing that. So, I mean, I don't know. I think things are... I don't want things to change. When things change, I get hey, uncomfortable. While, while we're on the topic of change here, can we, can somebody in Denver put out there that like we don't enjoy 8.30 tip-offs, okay? <laughs> I can't, I couldn't yeah, even stay awake late. through last night. Thank God the, the, the Nuggets were dominating that game. That was an the 8 o'clock tip-off, though. Yeah, but it didn't start till 8.30. 8, 11. You're showing how old you are right now know, here, by the way, bad. too. No, I'm serious. I could not stay awake. I had to like, I, I, I don't give like myself it. the slap, you know? I don't like it at all. I mean, honestly, when you get to these late tip-offs, it's the playoffs, so you're seeing teams over and over, but with these late tip-offs in the regular season, you get huge advantages. When teams are coming from the East Coast, playing at 8.30, things like that. I mean, that's that's huge for, for home field, home core, whatever it is. But in the playoffs, when you know who you're going to play, Portland, right? The Avs are playing probably Vegas next round. You know who you're getting, so it's different. But that can be an advantage if you think about it. Yeah, I was actually at that game last night, the Nuggets game. No, you weren't. I was. It was a lot How of fun. How many people are wearing their masks? Doesn't it? I mean, I go to the grocery store now. It's like half the people are yeah. wearing masks. Well, because now the CDC came out and said you don't need to yeah, wear masks. Right. But how do you seem confused. that? Like, I've still seen most businesses are still saying so, you have to wear your mask. So what's right. interesting in terms of the sports world, right? Like to bring what you just said to sports. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers, who the Nuggets are obviously playing right now, uh, they just opened up the the very first vaccinated sections uh, within. And, and so I kind of like that. So in order Ooh, to I don't get, know, man, there's some <laughs> yeah, HIPAA stuff going on slope. there. That. Yeah, yeah. So so it's interesting. You say how do you how do you prove that? And and so obviously the the answer is your vaccination card. So right. so I was actually reading about it, and it's the very first ever in in the sports world, anyways, of like vaccinated sections. You don't have to wear a mask. Or actually, you know, what? I take that back. They still have to wear a mask. Okay, but Which they, I don't mind. but they are doing um, vaccinated sections for for Portland, and they have to show their card either in person or a digital uh, picture of it. Yeah, to but get a you, you can buy that on the black market, man. Uh, kids under so, sixteen don't have to. I, I like that, and I, it's funny. I like it and don't like it. I certainly like it because I'm vaccinated. I don't want to be really right now. You know, you guys know how over the top I've been. I don't really want to be around that many people who aren't vaccinated, right? But we're also getting down the path of needing to show different IDs to get into different places. And suddenly, you know, it's yeah, like, you know, yeah. I don't, it doesn't, it just doesn't, it doesn't bother bo- me. Look, personally. it doesn't bother me either. It's just a principle thing. I, I know we're not really yeah, going to go down that's where that it comes down to like this individual scenario. Like, sure, this makes so much sense why they would require right. that ask that. But then once you give the government the ability right. to like, no, 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 okay. now we're dictating. But and, and I know we're not going to go down that road necessarily, but I do have something really kind of interesting. So some places, are leaving the cards out out front and some people are taking empty cards and selling them and a friend of mine actually was accidentally given a blank card and he was asking me what do i do he said he actually said i'm not going to give his name away he said should i sell it i said yeah if you want to spend 20 years in jail yeah that, <laughs> yeah that's probably like, not a good exactly option. i was like no you throw we did not away we'll, we'll talk after the show i <laughs> need to know who this is <laughs> oh, i think wow. i know no, i think do. i know but it, it's 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 weird how that's you know kind of an added piece is that how ryan here. is paying for his trip right now is that how ryan's getting his vacation time yeah, so let me let me just tell you something though about this game right because you ask about the mass at the nuggets game last night and so ball arena still does have it in their rules that you must wear a mask right at all times they have not changed it with the cdc guidelines um with that said i have been to now one two three four this will be my fifth nuggets game that i've been to this year and so the previous four 
We're all in the regular season, obviously. And they were very, very strict. I am talking the 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 attendant for ball arena was just permanently placed with their back to the court looking up at their section and the second someone took their their mask off to not just take a temporary drink like you know there was a lot of people like oh i have a beer here and they're like no you can pull it down to take a drink and then you pull it right back up right and it was very strict uh it was not strict at all like not at all in this and so there was a lot of people that were not wearing masks and so you know, myself being vaccinated and, and also, I, you know, I'm, I'm somebody that does value the, the opinion of the CDC and, and, and the research-based claims that they make. So I wasn't really concerned myself. So I, I took off my mask for almost the majority of the game, you know, I, I, I will say, and I never got stopped once. What was interesting, they had free vaccination pop-up clinics at Ball Arena in the arena. Like, so you can, you can show up to the game there. and go Literally, to the You can show up to the game, walk to your seat, and get a Don't free worry, I'll stay for 15 minutes. Right? It's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was fascinating to me. I, just to see that, I was like, wow, what? I mean, it's a pretty cool idea. Yeah. Like uh, but, but, but imagine like, getting, you're like, hey, I just got my vaccination today. I thought it was, like a, big thing. Game, thought it was yeah. a big thing that you had to go back to the same place to get your second dose that you got your first dose. I don't know dose. if it's They probably, you know, let you know somewhere around there to go. They're just trying to suck you back into pain. I'm sure they've thought about this, Jared. I don't think they're showing up at Pepsi <laughs> no, or I think the they thought about going, it. They go, hey, every person we get vaccinated yeah. here has to show up. What about the second <laughs> shot? Oh, you know what? He, uh, hey, hey, Bill. Hey, he asked about his second shot. I, we didn't talk about that. <laughs> like, that, I don't think that's going on. Yeah. I, think I think they I'm going to assume the meetings they, before. Well, uh, so the Have thing you is they guys seen any one. part of this process that has gone the way it seems like it should have? I'm just saying I no, wouldn't put no. it past anybody. Yeah, the vaccinations have been Actually, rather you're smooth. Right. You're right. I, I do have terrible. to take that I'll back that. because ever since that process, and I, I don't know, it may, may have to do with some certain political right, things so, falling away, but... Uh, everything does seem a little bit smoother these days. It does. It seems like it's going better. All right, so while we're on stuff at the basketball game, how they're doing vaccinations, which I love, I, I've always thought this. You know how you can do... Here's my new idea. I'm pitching it to Ball Arena. Uh, if you guys do it, you can just send us a check in the mail to Woo's Media. Or just sponsor us. Just, exactly. Just yeah, or just, just jump on as a uh, as a uh, an advertiser. But I've got an idea for the basketball arena. You know how it... At, at Coors Field, you can do the fast pitch, or you can go hit the baseball, do interactive stuff. Yeah. You know how cheap it would be to get a couple hoops set up on each level, let some kids play for five bucks for 10 shots, and you get some prizes. Why haven't they done that yet? Yeah. It would be so easy, so cheap. It would be a great fan experience. I want that installed at the arena. I want to go hit some shots. Now, for me, it's a little selfish, because I have three or four beers, and, and not, let, no, let's no, not lie. No, three Tyler four. thinks three he or can four take on easy Nicole night, right? Jokic, so. <laughs> But and I'm yeah exactly I'm watching going oh yeah I could hit that now gesture. now would Give this that be fade away. somehow like uh, some sort of removable pieces so that like let's say for removable the avalanche pieces. so for so for the avalanche game there'd be a hockey net there yeah, oh I love it the, yeah I love the, it yeah for like the mammoth there might be like a lacrosse, a lacrosse net, net yeah right and people realize how hard it is to throw and a for lacrosse like a concert okay, you okay. Could just but hold on let's, let's karaoke stand I gotta karaoke. stop you there at, no karaoke <laughs> I gotta stop there at lacrosse ball yeah. it is not easy to control where. No. That ball's coming out, and something tells me there's a lawsuit waiting to happen <laughs> some nets. with some, some Karen across. We've got to be surrounded in nets because surrounded yeah, in nets. If, if anyone throws a lacrosse ball, they're going to realize it's hard to to get that ball out of that freaking uh, uh, net. 
the yeah the, the, the crossbow net the lacrosse uh, stick <laughs> not that, our forte <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. None of us oh, yeah, we, should, we, we would probably be uh, remiss if we did not talk some sports at some point here. <laughs> hey, hey, to this is good stuff well, I, jo- <laughs> I joined the show and all of a sudden we're getting off topic here I uh, know well we did talk about the Nuggets they did drop the first game of the series against the Portland Trailblazers but they did bounce back last night again we're recording here Tuesday the 25th they bounced back getting a big win 128 to 109 Evening up the series one to one as they head back to Portland. How concerned are you of the Nuggets losing that first game? How much does that concern you with their ability to win the series? Uh, you know, in terms of the ability to win the series, I- I'm going to say that it's not all that concerning because they bounce back. Um, it is concerning for me in terms of their prospects on, on making a deep push into this playoffs. It's not a good look. If you are if you have championship aspirations and you really think that you could make a run for the Western Conference Finals and or NBA Finals, it's tough to lose your first game like that to the to the sixth seed when you're at home. Um, now, granted, for, for the series... I'm still picking. I mean, I had the Nuggets in six. I think you had the Nuggets in six, six too, as well, Jared. Yeah. So, you know, if you're thinking of it that way, like, you know, we were essentially saying that one of our games were going to get dropped, you know? Yeah, but, um, but to lose one at home, especially, but losing that first game, I won't lie. After game one, I was pushing the panic button right there. I was like, man, this isn't good because the 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 Trailblazers, I mean, they, they are who we thought they were. I mean, they did exactly what you expected them. Damian Lillard got going. It's like, man, that's what you don't want. Now, now you do not have the home court advantage in this series. Now you have to go Go steal one in Portland, a feat that's not going to be easy. So it was good to see the Nuggets bounce back. I think we saw some things in last night's game that give me optimism that they're figuring out how to uh, win this series, how to control Damian Lillard. But that first game came through, and I was hitting the panic button there. Yeah, you know, the first game after the first game, it was it was tough. So, um, you know, Michael Porter Jr. That first game went one for ten. Uh, from from beyond three point line, which is very uncharacteristic. We just we've been talking about how great of a shooter he's been all year. So one for ten was definitely concerning, but at the same time, uh, I don't expect him to go one for ten, a- and he didn't uh, in game two. I, I don't actually know off the top of my head what he went, but he took significantly less shots from from beyond the arc, and he hit a few of them. So. Um, you know, he was one for ten from from beyond the arc. Uh, we had Austin Rivers was was one for five in that first game. We didn't really have the Nuggets did not have enough. Game two, Michael Porter Jr. went to five of 13, three of six for three pointer, three of six from the from three. So there you go. And 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 MPJ, even though he went one for ten, he was eleven for eleven, I believe, inside the three point line. So he still had some good flashes, right? It, it's I have not seen him get going though. Even though he put up like it was like twenty five points or something like that in the first. game. I think at 18 last night, he has not felt comfortable. He, he's got such a smooth stroke, and they have been, they being the Trailblazers, have been all over him. In fact, it looks to me like the approach from the Trailblazers is we know Jokic is getting his. We're actually happy letting Jokic score. What we don't want Jokic doing is passing the ball. He only had one assist in the in uh, the game one, and we don't want Michael Porter Jr. getting going on the outside. So I think they've really, really focused on being physical with him and, and keeping him from getting clean looks, while basically allowing Jokic to just control the paint one on one. 
Well, I, I will say this. Uh, and you mentioned Jokic's one assist. Um, Michael Malone. We, we now know it's Michael and not Mike Malone, guys, for everyone out there. I like Mike. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but he corrected the reporter uh, during <laughs> I game one. I love Did when he? coaches he, or people in an interview yeah. correct yeah. the person in an interview. So, That's so, great. So Michael Malone, uh, he actually had, had brought this up, and, and I think it's a, a, a good point. That one assist narrative is completely bogus. It's completely bogus. See, um, I, I don't, and, I don't agree with that at so, all. So here's the thing: uh, the Nuggets were one of ten shooting off of Nikola Jokic's passes. One of ten. Uh, that is an outlier number. That is not going to happen very often. And and here's the thing: is if okay, let's not assume that they make ten out of ten, but let's assume they make four out of ten of the shots. Right? All of a sudden, you're now looking at four assists, and nobody's even mentioning this narrative of no assists when he has four assists. 30 but it plus wasn't points. just the stat line. As you're watching that game, it was the, one of the few times I can remember watching Jokic play where every time he got the ball, he was immediately looking to score because he knew no one was stopping. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. He obviously had great stats. He put up a ton of points in that first game, and, and well, he was the reason they were up he, he in been, the third quarter. I will say this. I think Jokic, Nikola Jokic, has been the best player in this series. He's been super he aggressive. He has been the best player. Which in, has not always been his... Well, it, but it kind of has been. In the, if, you're, if you've been watching the past like year and a half of Nuggets basketball, that kind of... Especially in the playoffs. Look, look last year in the playoffs. This is playoff Nikola. I mean, playoff Nikola looks to get his shots. He gets to the rim. And, and something that he's been doing all year in his, you know, hopefully soon-to-be MVP season is he has really taken to heart like so he's always kind of been like the I'm going to always take what the defense gives me type of player right but right. He, but but even though he said that in years past like several years I'm talking like 2 3 years ago even though he said that he still would pass up open looks and stuff that he should have shot right even though he said I'm taking but now he has really taken that to heart so what I see Jared is a lot of uh of man to man coverage where they are not bringing in weak side help. Exactly, and that's the point I'm making. And, and so because of that, he is he's recognizing, hey, the right basketball play is for me to back this guy down and shoot it. And I think, I think the narrative is much more about that and how aggressive he's being and the Nuggets missing shots in the first game, much more so than than the, the Blazers doing anything to sort of take away his passing lanes. I mean, I really, I, I think there might have been but a little bit of that, but you, that's you not, can't, you I can't don't, look I don't at that, that game and tell me there's not a strategy there where they're saying, we're not going to double him. We'll let him go one-on-one. -on -one, and if he gets his points, he gets his points. But yeah. I think they're more afraid of Jokic as a passer than they are well, him as a scorer. And that's we'll have, what I've seen. Yeah, that's what I've seen. We'll, we'll have to see what they do in game three because I can't imagine that they're going to they're, they're gonna not make an adjustment on that because... You can't give up if you're if you're a Portland Trailblazers right now. You don't want to give up 38 points off 15 for 20 shooting. That is not. I think they were kind of hoping that that Nurkic and Cantor, who are two really big athletic bodies, physical guys, really physical guys, were going to do better at keeping him out of the paint. Like I think they recognize we are not going to stop Nikola. but we have some pretty big physical guys. Let's let's hold them to like the 28 point range. But I think what Jokic is doing is going to probably make them change how they do this. Yeah, and, and speaking of adjustments and changes, one of the things the Nuggets did last night coming out of the first half where they had played well, but Damian Lillard dominated in the first half of, of game two. 32 points yeah, scored in the first quarter. half. Whew. Yeah, I think he had, had made eight threes. Eight yeah, threes. something like that. Insane. And coming out into the second half, the Nuggets put Aaron Gordon. Big-time uh, acquisition that they made at the trade deadline. 
He guarded Lillard through the second half. Only 10 points for Damian Lillard in the second half. Was that the reason why? Is that, in your opinion, is that why you saw that? And do you think the Nuggets continue with that approach moving forward? Uh, I mean, they're definitely going to, you know, they're going to they're keep throwing different looks at him. Um, you know, the thing is, is when, when a guy like AG, Aaron Gordon, uh, goes against uh, Lillard, obviously AG's size advantage is going to help. It's going to get a hand in his face. It's going to be harder for him to really get his shot on the outside. Um, but on the flip side, um, he's not quite as quick as Dame, and and it's going to be vulnerable. If, we, if, if the Nuggets continue putting him on, he will be more vulnerable to drive and kickouts, and and we actually saw some of that. If you were watching that uh, that game, is is Dame started taking the onus on to do some drive kickouts, and then McCollum and, and Norman Powell they just weren't hitting the threes. Anthony Simmons, um, even Carmelo Anthony, who had that monster first game, was not uh, not hitting their shots. So. Uh, I don't expect it. I, yes, I expect us to see more of that, but I do not expect it to just work like that every time. Um, you know, I was sitting there in the stands watching the Nuggets, though. Uh, I was there with one of my buddies, and I turned to him, and I go, um, you know, man, Faku Camposo, who I am a big fan of, but I'm like, he is not getting it done. I, I mean, Dame is getting his shot right over Camposo every single time. And, and I was like, I don't know why we don't bring in Shaq Harrison. I know he didn't play the first game, but why don't we bring him in? Hell, I might even consider putting Aaron Gordon on him right now. Like, we got to do something. Sure enough, dude, like clockwork, Shaq Harrison seriously came in 30 seconds after <laughs> I said that. I was like, hey, once again, I'm available for a coaching job. Anybody, yeah. you know, GM, hey, YMCA. He's cheap. He's cheap. If you're 0-11 <laughs> in the Y, call Connor. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> He'll turn you so, into 2-9 and nine yeah, next year. Sure. <laughs> I think both of those players, though, Shaq Harrison and, and Aaron Gordon, they did a really – Shaq Harrison only played 10, 12 minutes, but uh, did a really good job. He brings some length that That's what Faku the key is to me, is the length. And, mm-hmm. and, and it was really, really impacting Damian Lillard in the second half, just having a hand in his face on every shot that he took. I think so. And I, and, but I also think, again, like some of his teammates that normally hit shots just weren't hitting shots. Um, we'll see. I mean, I mean, hey, this is what – this is what we knew they were, right? I mean, we know Dame's going to be Dame. He's going to get his. He shoots amazing threes from the freaking logo right in half court, right? Um, I mean, that's what he's going to do. Uh, the problem is when you live and die by the three, you know, and, and, when, and when, when that is your game, you live and die by the three. Unless your name is Steph Curry over here, uh, you're going to have these games where it works out and then you're going to... You can't consistently hit 60% from three. You know what I mean? So... I mean, we're going to have to see how it shakes out. couple notes on this series. So uh, first off, in terms of the best coach in this room right now, I would definitely be the best coach. Oh. You put me on the sideline. I'm like a little mix of Bobby Knight because I got some flair out there. I'm definitely kicking a chair or two. And then some <laughs> Greg Popovich because I'm yelling at the refs I think and everything. Make- and I wouldn't do well in the interviews. Like, get out of my face. Got a game. So a little Bill Belichick in you, too. I think I'd be a great assistant (laughs) coach. Like, I'm that guy that you throw out when you're like one guy short for the scrimmage, you know, and (laughs) you put him out there shooting three. I'd be a great assistant coach. Connor putting himself out there for coaching. I think think what's funny is we got these two gentlemen here talking about coaching when the only one with actual head coach basketball (laughs) experience is me. Hey, hey, hey. Again, like who? I coached my brother's YMCA team when I was like 16. Were you the head coach? Yeah. All right. All right. Well, then, like, it looks like. I don't care, Connor. You're the odd man out. We also won the championship. Put me opposite you on the sideline, and I'm going to out-coach you. I'm calling better plays. I coached the YMCA team, and I wore a suit and tie there. Did you really? I did. I did. I wore a suit (laughs) and tie. Had my clipboard out. See, I bet the referee looks at Connor, rolls his eyes. Like, you're doing your team no, no... 
good deed when you're doing that. Like it's a disservice to your team when you show up looking like that at a YMCA. No, no, hey, how bad? The referees and all the parents go, "This idiot." How bad were the sweat stains in the pits after that? (laughs) Oh no, no, not too bad. Those gyms, man. I'm dying in a t-shirt and shorts in those gyms. And knowing Connor, he probably wore his old one from prom. It's all tight (laughs) on him. No, I was I was like 16. Couple sizes too small. So I was like 16, 17. I I saw a picture recently of Connor when he was young. Exactly. We have none of us have aged well. So so anyway, (laughs) I would be the best coach. I had to get that out there. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Does it hurt you seeing Melo do well? He didn't have a great game too, but game one, he came out on fire. Does that make you guys upset? It makes me upset because we're playing against him. You know, I'll be honest. I I'm not a big mellow guy, but really, are we? We're booing him. I, I mean, wouldn't come have booed on, guys. I love mellow. I, I, like, I, I like mean, this is, I these are the same him. fans that booed Peyton Manning. Yeah. You know, like during the Super Bowl run. So I mean, I I, I agree with what I said. I don't like mellow. Yeah, it bugs me, but there's that part of me that's just like. Go go get it, Mel. Shut these people up. Dude. Well, well, I don't know about that in the series. All I gotta say about that is I absolutely am against Mello right. in this series. I mean, this is the playoffs. I'm not gonna boo him, right? But I am. Uh, no, I, I, it doesn't. You're not cheering for it, him. It, it irks me because he's playing against the Nuggets and he's right. doing it to that. So yes, it irks me. But I wanted, terms, to, but I love Mello. I wanted him to stop booing because that fueled him. I oh, feel like that got tell. him going. I'm like, Absolutely. you guys. Stop poking doing the that bear. Little, uh, little hand in front of his <laughs> face action, you know, like yeah. getting me. But he he still got that couple juke moves, couple juke moves. Hey, Car- Carmelo it, Anthony, until Nikola Jokic takes his rightful place, to me, Carmelo Anthony is the greatest nugget of all time. It's a debate right now between him and Jokic, probably for a different show, but I, it's right there. I think a lot of people will put Alex English up there too, which rightfully so, but but I, I would put Melo uh, at number one. So anyways, yes, I was at the game. Everyone's booing, and I'm kind of looking around like, come on, guys. This is the greatest Nuggets player in our franchise history, or one of the greatest, if you will, if it's if it you don't think is the greatest. I think it's not classy to boo him, uh, but whatever. I mean, hey, it's the, it's in the series, so yeah, it irks me because he's doing it against the Nuggets. Okay, a couple more notes here. The Nuggets did win or did wear their uh, blue uh, Mile High jerseys game one, and they wore the orange jerseys game two. Red. Make red. It, make red. It, they're red. red. Excuse me, red jerseys game two. Make of it what you will. Okay. I hate the red jerseys. I hate the red jerseys. I just hey, want to put that They out got there. the dub, okay? I'm just, we can move on. I'm just stating facts over here. Yes. And then uh, in facts. terms of the odds, currently the market, if you take away the VIG, the market sees uh, Portland as about a 63% favorite to win the series. Now, of course, they stole game one. Uh, they, they, they stole home court. And that'll change if the Nuggets do the same thing. But right, right now, as it stands, about 63% for uh, Portland to win the series. Yeah, I think a lot of that goes with history, right? I mean, teams that lose one of their first home games definitely yeah. lose the series. But, uh, look, all Denver has to do win one of the next two. Yeah, just win that's one it. of the next that's two. Um, and I think they will. I think they will. I'll, I'll argue that it's important to for that to be game three because that's it's really hard after you've lost look, one. No, no, no. That's That doesn't matter. Look, because honestly... No, from a mental standpoint, it but, absolutely No, matters. think about it this way. If they lose game three and win game four, now you're coming back home having won the I, previous game. I realize game. that, but it's that much harder to go win game four if you lose the first one on the yeah, road. I, I do case, think there is know. something to that. You know, I'm actually with Tyler over here on this one. I think I think the Nuggets are... Uh, they have enough playoff experience, right? This isn't a bunch of rookies that are, that are coming first rodeo, right? 
I think that Mike Mal- uh, Michael Malone. I think Michael Malone uh, coaches them well. I think they have good enough experience to where they really truly are looking at this like, hey, we got to go in and we got to give it our all one game at a time, and we have to find a way to steal one of these next two. I, re- I really truly believe that. Hey, they drop that first one, they're going to be like, that's fine. We got to come in and we got to win this next one. And, you know, even if they lose, then they're like, well, let's just keep defending home court. I mean, hey, this. This team has been uh, down 3-1. We've obviously seen it twice last year. Now, hey, we don't want to get down 3-1 again, right? Yeah, I think it's crucial. Yeah, it's crucial that you win one of these next two. Uh, but I think I think they have a good chance. Here's what encourages me, Jared. The game two was, I, I mean, I think we can all say it was a wire-to-wire win. It was a, it, it looked easy, right? I mean, it looked like it was a, it was a very solid win, right? They won by a lot. The, it, there was... I guess there was a little portion in the second quarter when Dane was taking control. You're like, oh, crap. It's going to happen again, right? But it didn't. It never really materialized. The Nuggets led wire to wire. They So it was a 5-2 lead uh, from Portland in the first like 30 seconds of the game. After that, they never got the lead again. And so here's here's what encourages me, right? There was such a dominant win, and the, the Blazers still shot 50% from three. When you shoot 50% from three, I think they made 16 threes. Um, you're not supposed to lose a basketball game. Like, but, but the fact that like, they still got their shot and they still did what they're, like, they're you know, supposed to do in quotes and still didn't yeah, win. But the other it just way- shows that I think if, if, if Jokic is on his game, if the Nuggets are playing what they want to do, the Blazers aren't going to win. But the other way to look at that is the Nuggets have now let the Blazers two games in a row get whatever they want from beyond the arc. If the Nuggets don't change things defensively, they're, they're not going to win. So that's not good. I wanted to see things change from game one to game two. Just because the Portland, just because the Blazers came out and shot that well, I don't feel great about but it. But see, I'm more with Connor I see here. what he's saying, though. But, because they the still played the best is, they could and got yes. the win. I just don't and, trust and, it over seven in, games. In game one, the Nuggets did not play as they, well as they can. They didn't play well at all. And so yeah, when you come out know. and play that well, and they are, and Portland still played great, and you dominated it, that's what you want to see. I want to see to Connor's point as we started this. Hey, man, we're the three seed. Uh, we had a chance, you know, at, at a certain points to be looked at as a number one, number two seed, one of the top teams competing for a championship. You have to prove to teams that no matter what your opponent does, you're just a better team. You're going to go out and beat them. So I think it was big to see the Nuggets beat Portland while Portland was playing pretty well. I think no matter what, we can all agree this is going to be a back-and-forth series. They need to improve their defense. If they've got a shot, I think that Denver really needs to improve their defense. Well, and, and I do think um, after that barrage in the second quarter, I, I think, you know, to, to Jared's point uh, earlier in the show, that they did make an adjustment, and it seemed to absolutely help on defense. I, their defense in their second half was night and day difference than the first no, for half sure. it of, was. Of, the, of the game. and. Uh, you know, there's another thing, too, in, in the NBA. I know people have said this before, but uh, oftentimes when you have two teams that are, you know, somewhat, I'm just saying somewhat in the realm of evenly matched, we're not talking about number one versus eight seed, but some, some teams that like, hey, someone could win it. It often comes down to who has the best player in the series. You know, very often, more often than not, I would say. And so far, I, I, I truly think that that has been Jokic. I mean, he is... 
He has been. Probably, yeah, there's virtually even as good as Lillard has been. He's not even touching what Jokic. And is so doing you know what? With, with what Jokic is doing, I, I mean, I, I still. Although you know what, I am gonna have to amend my original six. I think I'm thinking this game could go. Oh seven no, now. you gotta stick to uh, guns. Uh, but, uh, I'm sticking to it. You can't it. amend your pick after game two. Uh, well, no, no. What is this guy? What are I you know. doing? I know. Let me let me rephrase that. I'm not amending my pick. I am now. Now, after seeing the first two games, I am thinking I was probably wrong on six, and it's probably going to go to seven. That's uh, that's what I was thinking. Well, I, I'm thinking my initial pick was before wrong. Before Connor has any more time to flip-flop <laughs> on any more of his takes, we're going to move off of the Nuggets onto a team that has had no issues getting through their first-round series. The Colorado Avalanche swept the Blues. Connor, last week you said it would be crazy if they do that. They did it. They did. They looked definitive and dominant in every single game. Uh, I, I seriously, as a as a casual fan of the Avalanche, who will honestly admit, I don't dive as deep into the Avalanche. I don't probably watch as much as I do some of the other teams around. I could not tell you of a more <laughs> dominant way that that series could have gone. At any point in time, there was no question the Avalanche were in control. No, yeah, Colorado looked great. I mean, look, the whole time. It was domination oh, yeah. from the get-go. They did everything they needed to. And as I said before when I came on last week, two weeks ago, whenever that was, if we played Minnesota, this would have been so different. That last game of the regular season was crucial. Us, you know, Colorado getting that win and ensuring the number one overall seed because right now, if the Avs are playing the Wild, we wouldn't be having this discussion. Well, we look what's happening in the series. Wild series right now. Yeah, exactly. the, the Minnesota Wild going against the, the Vegas Golden Knights. Avalanche will obviously play the winner of that series. Uh, Minnesota last night takes a, a, a second win. They're now down 3-2 to two in the series. They won the, the opening game of the series. No, it's interesting. They got, they got I mean, miserably outshot, right? I mean, uh, Tyler, do you have those numbers by chance in the Minnesota Wild game? I mean, yeah, I can get it. Because that was, yeah, that they, was actually I think fascinating. Had, I, think, I think off the top of my head, it was 40 shots to 14. Minnesota scored with 14 shots, four goals, which is crazy against Marc-Andre Fleury, you know? It is. And, yeah. But you know what's interesting about them, too? I, I know, obviously, we were saying, uh, you were saying, Tyler, that the Blues were going to be a better matchup for the, the Avalanche than the Wild. Um, but what's interesting is the Minnesota Wild... Seem to be a heck of a matchup for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, they've won the season series against them. Yeah. Uh, they seem to, you know, I was I was uh, reading a couple articles about it and uh, some beat writers from Minnesota saying, "Hey, we actually seem to get these guys numbers somehow." I don't really know how that is. You know, they were they were saying that they're they they do well because the Vegas Knights uh, really are all about puck control. They really want to they want to control the puck on you. And Tyler, feel free to jump in as a as the hockey expert here, but um, something, you know, uh, this, uh, this article I was saying was suggesting that Minnesota does a real good job at disrupting their their puck control. Yeah, Minnesota um, makes things dirty. It's interesting. When you look at some... Their physicality. Yeah, when you look at some advanced numbers, Minnesota actually doesn't get that many shots on goal. Now, different teams do different things to win. Like the Avs, the Avs actually get a ton of shots on goal, and they're pretty high quality, but not that high quality. Minnesota gets the highest quality shots in the NHL. And this isn't just off last game. This is regular season numbers only. So Minnesota's actually, I think that when you look at in terms of like intrinsic talent, Minnesota's really not on the same level as Vegas or Colorado, but they're built for the playoffs. So come playoff time, Minnesota's style is to make things muddy, get really high quality shots, not that many shots on goal. It's what they've done all year. So I think they're just kind of built for this time in the season. And I still think Vegas wins the series, yeah. but 
but it's good. I mean, now Vegas gets out of that series beat up. They're tired. They had to go through a long series. Colorado gets to rest, rehab, do everything they need to do to get ready. And I'll tell you what, if there's one goalie in the NHL who needs extra rest time, it's Grubauer. I mean, I love Grubauer, and he's playing better and better each series, each week, but he's more of a fragile goaltender. So this time off is crucial for the Avs. And that could make or break the Avs' chance to win a Stanley Cup if he goes down. Yeah, I mean, oh, for sure. Yeah, well, if he goes down, they're done. I mean, we can pretty much. It's 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 all. It was almost like when Jamal Murray went down for the Nuggets. Like he, most people in Denver said, okay, our chance to win a title, it's still there. We're in the playoffs, not likely. It'd be the same. I mean, Colorado would still be in the playoffs, but I mean, the odds would no. They just kick him right out of the playoffs. Sorry, your goalie's out. Honest, you're done. Honestly, though, it, 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 whoever wins this next series, because I'm assuming it's going to be Vegas and Colorado. Whoever wins that shame. series, it's is, a shame of the two best teams. Yeah, have to that's play a worst early. case Easy. scenario. I, I was thinking about that as we were prepping for. <laughs> the show today that in a normal year the avalanche would not be playing till at least the conference finals this is the number one team versus the number but two i don't team. know hockey's always so weird anyway because yeah. hockey's playoffs have been screwed up for years so where you get a lot of good second round matchups so i think the nhl actually needs to shuffle things up i mean this year is different because of covid but the normal playoff rules it's not like the nba where one plays eight and it's, it's so last NFL. week we talked about i gave my approach my philosophy that i think all sports should embrace that come playoff time you get rid of all conferences you get rid of all divisions all of that the best team Plays the worst team. I don't know. And then on and on from there. The I, Tyler only, hates there's change, just too much, the There's only too reason, much inconsistency from one conference to the other in every sports league. I mean, I, I like that idea. The only reason why you wouldn't do it is because travel. And a team Who who's used to playoffs. normal travel. I know. And, and with planes and travel today, most people would say, you know, travel's not what it used to be and it doesn't matter. But I just think it's, it's you know, most, even when you look past a COVID year, most schedules allow teams to travel as less as po- or as, as little as possible. And sure, so, but come playoff time? Yeah, I mean I know, but if if you're let's say in Seattle and you have to play Tampa Bay or, or you know the Seattle Kraken or whatever, uh, whoever, let's talk NBA. If you're Portland and in the first round you have to play the Miami Heat and the second round you have to play the New York Knicks, now that's, you know, you're, you're building in some kind of an un- unfair advantage. So you're building up miles in a oh, so short amount of time. So it's not an unfair advantage for the number one seed on the East to play a team that's, what, eight games or seven games worse than the number eight seed Look, on I'm the saying, West? Is I'm the, just saying that there's the, advantages, That's the only there. reason why I wouldn't like it is because travel travel's a big deal. I think people, and, and look, I'm a sports better. You know, I, I, I do it professionally. I have for a couple of years. I think that the one thing that people really don't account for a lot, as much as they should, which is extremely public information, is travel. And I think that most people say, ah, first class planes, it's only a couple hours. Tyler, you know, these days. Traveling doesn't exist in the NBA. It's though. not it's not the travel. It's Oh, right uh, over uh, his head. Uh, right uh, over his head. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's hysterical. Okay, I see. Yeah. <laughs> hey, wait, wait, can I ask you what about this? What yeah. about this? Okay. Uh, what if, right? Well, well, but hold on. The, the reason, let me finish this. The reason why travel matters, it's not the plane ride. It's not anything. It's actually just, just simple biology and body clocks and going from the east to west or west to east. It takes some people longer 
to adjust. It just does. When, when, when I say that a team won't be ready or, or, or won't play as well going from the West to East, East to West, I'm not saying generalizing, saying the entire team won't be ready. I'm saying there's a chance certain people within that team won't adjust as quickly. Therefore, they might not play as well. So travel really matters. And in a scenario like that, Jared, that's, that's a downside. So what if you do this, though? What if you do... I get you. So travel. Yeah, tra- yeah. That makes sense. That, that makes sense. Uh, so what if now? Hey, this is this may be radical here. Okay, I, you notice that I'm getting you Connor. So He's coming radical, around. Bro. He's coming around already. Yeah, uh, this might be radical here. But what if you did something like this? All right. What if the one seed and the eight? So like, what if uh, until you get to the championship, right? You would get more home games based on your seed discrepancy. So, in other words, the one seed and the eight seed is playing like five or six home games. You know what I mean? Like six home games against the eight seed, and then the two seed versus the seven seed is getting like five home games or whatever, and then four home games, and then the middle seeds are just getting regular four home games. Oh my, dude, that is you're out s- there. You are so <laughs> radical. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Oh my God. All right, hey, right. hey, uh, though, I, hey, I, though. I don't even like. I can't even process. I do. We that. do have our Tyler expert. Or, Tyler expert. Our that is from Tyler now expert. on how you're being introduced on I the show. I can read the mind of anyone Our whose name is Tyler. expert Tyler. So I, w- I did want to get your opinion on something, right? So watching these abs games, they were clearly just very dominant, yeah. right? But something that happened that I, I, everyone knows about, obviously, by now, was that that really cheap shot hit by Kadri, yeah. uh, which cost him, what, was okay. an eight-game suspension? Can I, so, can I say something real quick that's an unpopular opinion? Yeah. It wasn't that bad. Okay. Let me he just le- went for his head. Yeah, let me let me yeah. intent sure, but the actual hit wasn't well, good. That. See, I'm glad you're saying this, Jared, because I personally think that he should be off of the. He, I think that the the Avalanche should to cut ties with him, and he should never play wow. again for the Colorado. Yeah, here's I don't what know I here's, that. here's, here's a little extreme. So so uh, I think it was That's actually a second line player there. Yeah, I believe, what are you talking about? I believe it was Mike Kliss in the Denver Post. I believe oh, the I hot could take be artist Mike so, Kliss. So right, you're, you're, right. You're, no, no, but so so he Connor and Mike Kliss are having breakfast apparently together nah. these days. <laughs> No, no, no. Maybe if you would listen, then you would understand <laughs> what I'm trying to say here. Um, no, no. So, Wait, so okay. So here's here's huh? my problem, right? Here's my problem. Okay. Um, the Avalanche are not known at, at all by the fan base by by the league as a as a classless cheap shot organization. That, that, that okay. is okay. that Go is not on, in the I'll, DNA. I'll okay, that's not in the DNA of the Colorado Avalanche, and it really, you know, it really hasn't been for a very long time. It's not what the Colorado Avalanche do. Um, when I get, I have a, a couple buddies that live in Minnesota, right? Minis- big Minnesota Wild fans. Uh, I got a buddy that lives in St. Louis, big St. Louis Blues fan. When when they're reaching out to me and they're saying things like, um, "Wow, I, I can't even stand watching the Avalanche." I'm like, "Well, why? Why can you not stand watching the Avalanche?" Like, you guys are a dirty team. You're a cheap shot team. And 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 here's the thing is. That perception, in my opinion, could be could not be farther from the truth. That is not who the Avalanche are. They are not a. They're not going to just headhunt you to headhunt you and hurt right. you. They're, that's not who they are. And so, I think Kadri and and and, and okay, let let's put the whole moral ethics thing aside, right? I think it was no. There was no need to leave your feet and headhunt somebody like that. I think that is just uncalled for. But let's let's put the ethics aside for one sec. And the second thing. You're giving your team a five-minute major penalty. Like, like, do you really have room on your roster for someone who's gonna just give you a five-minute major penalty? Where it doesn't matter how many times they score, you're still in the freaking penalty box. Like, th- that could have cost the Avalanche that game. And if it's in a different series, like, what are we talking about here? Do we, do we I, I really want to support that? I will agree with you that, that at just as a fan watching my team, 
I, I don't love that. It was unnecessary. It was unwarranted because I, I, I honestly don't know at the time whether the Avalanche were winning or losing. But winning. as we've talked about, they were dominating <laughs> the series. It wasn't like you needed to send a message to anyone or do any of that. But I'm sorry. In a sport where you're encouraged to fight, encouraged to hit, and this guy, sure, did he have intent that was you know, bad. Sure. He's hitting his head when, when the guy has a, he's a defenseless. I mean, he, he, it wasn't like he was, you know, had, had the puck and you were trying to make a hockey play. He was literally coming across the ice completely defenseless and you leave your feet to just check him in the shoulder. I mean, that's some Todd Bertuzzi stuff right there. I was there. just looking up. Right. trying to remember That is some name. Todd Bertuzzi, that Steve Moore. That was nothing like Todd Bertuzzi. Todd Bertuzzi came from behind, hits him blindside, hey man, and drives his head was into no, the ground. There's no way to there look at that play. There was 100% difference. There's no, okay, yes, maybe there's different. But there's no way to look at that play and think anything but he was trying to injure him. And you know what? So so there's a third angle to this, Jared, a third angle. So let's say you want to just... Like, trying to injure, I think, is too strong. He was trying to hit the dude good. I think but he was trying, trying to... I think... Okay, okay. Let's say you buy your argument there, right? Let's say you are buy that, hey, it's a physical sport. It wasn't that bad, right? Let's say you buy that, right? And then I let's, do buy that. Okay. So, so let's say our, our listeners are as delusional as you, and they also buy it, okay? I'm just kidding. But, but let's say they buy it, okay? Then let's say you can get past the five-minute major, right? Let's say, you can, let's say you can actually make the argument that, oh, yeah, Kadri, uh, he realized that it was such a dominant series or whatever. I don't know, like that he could afford to do that here, but he wouldn't do that in like the Stanley Cup finals or something like that, right? Let's say you get past that too, okay? Then there's the third facet, right? You're headhunting on their team, do you not think that opens the door for their team to do the same thing to Nathan McKinnon? To that Nico is a Randon? really, really good no, point. It definitely does and opens the door. But hold on. I mean, when you go back and watch it, when you slow things down, it looks different than real time. I mean, I just went back and watched it as you two were talking. Mm-hmm. And it's a dump-off pass. So the guy who gets hit just received the pass a half second before he gets hit. Nazem Kadri has to look from one player to the next and make a quick play. Did he hit him high? Absolutely. He left should, his feet. Should he? Yeah, he, it was a hard hit. But no look, it, it was a guy shooting in the slot, and it's the playoffs. Now, he got the, the proper suspension. But I look at this right. like I look at the judicial system. Right. If they say you need three years of prison, you do your three years of prison. After that, there's no need to rehash or do anything. Your sentence has been served. But this has been he's, something he's done time and time again in his career. How many suspensions has Kadri But so served? has Brad Marchand. So has Tom Wilson. Right, These and I, guys and are I just sti- don't want the guy like that on, on my hockey team. I, I think he's a you liability. Know what? I'm going to have, and, and I don't mean for this to be a hot take, but I'm sick of seeing the abs get eliminated in the playoffs for being too soft every year. I'll take more of this and less of it. Now, I don't like it to be dirty and things like that, but honestly, people, this is the NHL playoffs. People are going to get mad all the time at different players. Before I watched at the NHL all the time and maybe... You know, people who are getting mad or your friends or whatever do watch the NHL all the time. Things ramp up in the playoffs. I've gotten so... I've watched Brad Marchand for Boston. Dirty hit after dirty hit. And you just get a dislike and, and, well, for, and, and, for players like that. And some people may hate teams Boston's like that. Boston's really dirty. Like, but you Boston's know what? A dirty Boston team. wins championships. Yeah, right. Okay. And, and, exactly. And I, and I want that for the Colorado Avs. I would rather have everyone think the Avs are dirty, which no one's really going to think that over the long run. Because the Avs are never going to get on the same level as some of these other teams like Boston or even Washington. Or like so the Blue Jackets I, Yeah, even. but hey, let them think that. If they want to think that and we have more trophies and more hardware, I'm all for it. The Avs need well, to be more physical. So, I've seen 
too many years of finesse hockey. I like this. I, I, I don't like it I that way. Don't get dirty. It doesn't need like to be it dirty. that way. Right, right. But, but there's a but there's a big difference between what Kadri did and then like look at Landeskog right in game two when he just goes in the first 50 seconds and crushes that guy into the boards, just takes control of the puck. I mean, right. literally no, lays no, on no, a no massive hit. No one would ever um, defend the way he did it, right? It yeah. was bad. It was dirty. He did leave his feet. But I, I think we're just getting a little bit out of like, I get this as a professional athletes and they're thinking through what they're doing, but this is a bang, bang. Things move quickly. I don't think I don't he went. It. I don't think he was coming across the ice going, "Ooh, I'm gonna hit this dude right across the face." No, you know? I don't think he, he did either. He, he has no time to think about it. I think it was, there was a bang, absolutely bang, and no he made time a to wrong think decision. You know what this is? This is doing the same thing in the NFL, where it's like he hit him too yes. low. It was head to head. It's what do you mean it's head to head? The half second before the the runner got tackled, he dipped Duck. his head into the runner. Now, when you slow it down at three thousand frames per second, you're gonna see a lot of stuff, and it's gonna look different. But during live, go watch it live. There's not a lot of time to react. So I think it's unfair to the athlete. And by the way, the NHL clearly disagrees with me. They gave him an eight game suspension, yeah. but give him eight games, he'll come back. And, and, I mean, and, and I, I, I disagree too, but but that's all I, right. I think I think even beyond the, I just think the bigger point to be made is way beyond that the ethics, right? Like we could argue all day, like what his intent was and all that stuff. Like I could see that that point you're making, but. I just think for a five-minute major, like we don't need that. No. We don't need to have and, a five-minute major. And then major. also, too, now uh, he's a second-line player that is now out for the next series, potentially. So how many games? He's out for six remaining games, right? Because he's it's eight games he served two. Oh, eight okay. games three and four. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so he's out for six. Could, and you know I mean, what? that could be the series. That very well could be. So it's going to hurt the Avs and... If there's one team who's used to playing hurt, I'll, I'll give the Avs credit. They've done it all year long, but that wasn't a good play. He didn't help his team, but when he comes back, you know, we'll and, see. And lucky for the Avalanche, a couple of their late additions have really come on strong. How about Alex Newhook? And that could Newhook, really help yeah. Them. Can't believe he was the playing Boston Phenom. College like months ago. Right. It's kind of interesting. It's like the when Kale McCarr came up, you know, and was exactly. playing. It, yeah. it is wild. Yeah. Like these, these are kids. These are chilled teenagers playing in call. You know, I don't know if he's an actual teenager, but they're they're like these kids that are playing well, college, it, and all of a sudden you're playing well, in the NHL playoffs. It's hysterical how, <laughs> and we can actually move on after this. I know this is you know we're, we're talking about the abs, but it's hysterical how hockey and basketball. We've seen example after example after example of players being able to come in at 18, right? right. And the the NFL, it's mandatory. You got to play three years of college. Yeah, you have to at least be twenty one. That think, is a right? different sport. Yes, yeah. yeah that's that's there's a few. few well, that's not because they couldn't do it. It's not because they couldn't do it. Necessarily. That is because of that. That's, the NFL has always ma- the yeah, NFL's the mandated that because of that exact so, reason. Because so, okay, I'm gonna put on my Jared All conspiracy tinfoil uh-oh, hat here. Uh-oh. Okay. This is I'm having yeah. an influence on Connor. I, know, I like it. I know. All right, so I'm gonna put on my my tinfoil hat, right? Yes, thank you. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. That's, that's good. Get in the mood. <laughs> um, I think that it has a lot less to do with, with players being able to make their own decisions and being able to actually perform, and it has more to do with feeding the monster cash cow that is the NCAA. Okay, he's on to something here. <laughs> I, I think that they care much more about the NCAA, the NCAA's the product on the football field, so they say, hey, you know what? We're not going to allow you to make that decision because you know what? You might be right, right? So there is a difference, right? These these big men that are like 300 pounds. But there definitely is players that could make that decision for There's themselves. There's guys in the NFL that are 
smaller than any of us. Yeah, no doubt. Five and, ten, uh, a buck You're probably seven. on to something there. So I, I think that's I think what they want to just keep the product of NCAA. Money. I mean, follow the money trail, baby. Yeah, Anyways, neither here nor there. Yeah. The Avs look dominant. We love it. I think you have a stat. Yeah, I was going to say, and on that note, before we move off the Avalanche, the stat of the week... Uh, we're going to throw out, since Connor didn't have any good stats to I throw out for stat. Michael Porter Jr., I mean, <laughs> he didn't have good enough uh, point production this this uh, dress. Hey, I'm back here. I'll give you a little something for the stat of the week. So in this series that the Avalanche basically took start to finish, they led a total of 127 minutes. They trailed for only seven wow. minutes throughout <laughs> the course of that those four something. games and we're tied 65 minutes. Yeah. And Tyler, <laughs> we both were in a group text where we received that and I see this stat and I'm like, oh my God, that is unreal how dominant they were. And, and, and tell the audience what your reaction was. Yeah, I said, yeah, that's nonsense. The Avs should have led for a lot longer. I can't believe yeah. they were tied for that long. <laughs> yeah, I think he said the Avalanche <laughs> should be disappointed is what he yeah. said. <laughs> all right, first of all, how long have you known me, Jared? <laughs> I, I, was, I was kidding. The, that is dominant. That's something you don't expect to see in the playoffs. And this is one thing that I wanted to say for the Nuggets, too. It's like... The Nuggets are the three, Portland six. Let's forget the seeding, right? The, these teams are so close. Portland p- finished a couple games back. Same thing here. I know in, in the NHL playoffs, you're getting the one against the four. But if you look across all four divisions, these are usually good series. I mean, it's not that big right. of a gap. Right. This is not seen often, this kind of domination. And it's looking up for the Avs. And you know what's great? The Avs, for 50% of the data we're talking about or the games we're talking about, they played without Kadri. So, yes, it's bad, but hadn't looked that bad so far. But, yeah, that's a that's a heck of a stat. I love that. Did you guys retweet that on your uh, on your uh, Twitter? I, I don't know. I think we may have some slackers there. Ah, no, I don't think we did. We didn't. He was probably at a there. Nuggets game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think our uh, Twitter uh, staff might have been watching the Nuggets at the Nuggets game. So. Okay. That's well, okay. We'll just, we'll just hold their paycheck. Yeah, absolutely. That's <laughs> happened. Uh, so, right. so real quick, you mentioned I don't have the stat of the day here. I just want to say, all right, I had a stat of the day. Mind you, I had a burning stat of the day for the Nuggets. Okay, but get this: this is a, this is interesting. I, I want to know if, if you have I've ever heard of this. Okay, so Michael Malone, uh, Michael Malone. See, I did good, say good Mike job, that time. Good job. Uh, Michael Malone comes on in, in the post game and he says, "Hey, I just want to, you know." They're like, "All right, that's it, Coach. Thank you." And he goes, "Hey, real quick, I want to get out a couple stats. I, I didn't have a chance to get in." And he goes, uh, the Nuggets in the paint. Uh, uh, Nuggets, 54 paint points. Blazers, 32. Uh, fast break points. Nuggets, 16. Blazers, 4. Uh, second chance points. Nuggets, 21. Blazers, 4. And then he added them all up. And I don't, I, I don't do math on air. But uh, he added them all up. And he said what it was. And he said, that's great. It's, it's hustle, uh, hustle statistics. I love to see it, right? So we beat him in. Uh, the Nuggets beat the, the Trailblazers in the paint points, fast break points, second chance points. So I had that written down. I'm like, hey, that's some great stat, right? Right? shows that we're hustling. We're winning 50-50 balls, all this stuff. So I go on and I go and check. Because Michael Malone did it last second, I was like, I want to go double check his numbers, right? Because he just kind of threw it in there, right? So I go and I look at NBA.com. Every single category of those point, of those stats was significantly different. So then I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who's right here, right? So I go to ESPN. 
every single number was significantly different than either of the other two. Get out of here. I swear to you. So what are these like subjective stats? I I don't get it. So I decided to trash my stat of the day in favor of you. Betting your sources. (laughs) Yes. Wait, so is this what was hot? Is that what's hot? That what's hot? Yeah, didn't you say you had something hot? No, I mean, I mean, I just want to. I don't get it. I don't get what 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 what's going on there. Why do why do we have a coach giving different stats, which he gets from his game sheet, and then right. the NBA has different, and then ESPN has different. How I don't know about. And that. I'm not that, talking about one or two difference guys. I'm talking like like literally. I think one of them on on um on. Uh, fast break points was like nine to six, and one of them was like sixteen to four. Like, like we're talking like significantly. But a lot of those different. stats are somewhat subjective. Second chance points are those subjective? No, not really. I mean, no, I don't know. Hey, so he said fast break, and I'm like, oh, you could. And hey, argue. it's also possible, right? It's also possible that the box score from ESPN, for instance, like was incorrect and was updated like that does happen i do yeah, catch still, that that's a big difference um, yeah it's it was interesting so uh i decided not to so but the we moral of the story is check your sources before you go on tv yeah. check your or, on, or on a podcast yeah. by okay. the way did you guys see coach murray over there in game one and two coach jamal yeah. murray yeah coach needs to take a seat <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm, mean, I'm waiting for the tea to dude. come as well no, so the nba the nba gave him a warning an official well, warning he's came standing down today over there I'm, uh, also doesn't the dude have a blown out knee can yes, we take can it easy sit down? on that i don't thing? i don't get we it. need to strap jamal murray although i think he was on some pks uh, if i had to guess <laughs> i think he's on his prescribed medication yeah, so. let's not make any accusations like that, Connor. We don't need anyone looking further in. I'm, I'm exactly. just saying, all right. But hey, uh, anyways, it was good. Good to see the abs. Good to see the nuggets. Let's hope uh, we exactly. keep it up, right? I certainly hope so. And uh, obviously, we have a few days off here before the avalanche kick off again. Uh, but the nuggets do play again here, I believe, Wednesday night, correct? They should be every other day at this point. Or do they take an extra day off uh, for the nuggets? I'll check. No, they're they're going to be on Thursday. Thursday, okay. Yeah, I forget the NBA is soft man. They don't play those yeah, back. They Thursday. don't they don't play every oh, other day God. when they travel. Well, like Connor said, they can, need to. Can I just out. tell you my least favorite argument against LeBron James because it pertains to oh, what you just said. No, we, we, it's what you just said. You said soft. Do we have time for the that? NBA I don't think is we soft. Do. All right, all right. Hey, uh, are you a just one question? Are you a LeBron James liker or hater? Okay, if you I have to had to clarify this because I have to draw a line in the sand because. LeBron James is the greatest player I have watched play. I did watch Michael Jordan, but that was at the end of his career. He was not the same Michael Jordan. LeBron James is the greatest player I've watched play. LeBron James, the person, the things he does off the court and when after the whistle, I hate him. I cannot stand LeBron James. As a person? All he did was marry his high school sweetheart and has been like a he is member an of the arrogant, community. Cocky punk okay. that makes right. everything about right. him. Right. He is right. everything right. that Michael Jordan wasn't. <laughs> everything that other. What do you mean? That's everything he is. That is work. Michael Jordan. You are describing Michael Jordan. No, no, an no, arrogant, no. cocky punk. Yeah. It I, seems okay. like, it I seems like I an off-season conversation. There's a whole nother level though. Of what LeBron did, but, but LeBron James is the millennial version of. Oh God! Of oh, God. Michael Jordan, go. right? Everything's okay. got to be about me, and I get mine. I mean, and he I didn't have selfish. a great week. All right, he didn't hey, have a I great apologize, week. Connor. I, 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 yeah, I will. I revoke my you. statement. Oh, we will move on. I will. Uh, we will bring this up again. I promise. I promise. I will. We I will, will force have plenty this issue. of time to talk right. during the off season about these uh, in depth. Well, what other sports we got going on in Colorado? Uh, I think it's time for Rogers Radar. All right. All right. R-E-L-A-X. 
right. So on the Rogers radar, he was on Kenny Maine yesterday on ESPN. Ooh, Kenny Maine. Yes, and he said a whole lot without really saying much at all. One thing we picked up though is that Aaron Rodgers is pissed off. Right? If you guys didn't know that, uh, so what? no. But, but breaking but news. He was asked by Kenny Maine in 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 the very narrow portion of the serious interview what he's going to do. Does he want out? And Aaron Rodgers said, "Look." History matters. Legacy matters. Franchise matters. But what matters the most is the people within the franchise. And he didn't say anything else. So what we can take from that is clearly something's happening between the front office and Aaron Rodgers. We knew this already, right? We pretty right. much knew this already. But now it's cemented in. It's nothing else. He loves Matt LaFleur. LaFleur. You know, cram it up your cram hole, LaFleur. I've always loved that. That's oh, actually God. a pretty good right? impression. Best name in the uh, NFL. But either way. Things are looking better for the Broncos. Now, the current odds still have the Broncos the heavy, heavy favorite. If you ask Vegas right now, it's down to the Packers and the Broncos. Packers are still a favorite. He's expected to go to Green Bay, but if it's not Green Bay, he should be coming here. And nationally, you hear a lot of people say, why Denver? They're going to have to give up a bunch of first-round draft picks. Look, the, the Broncos are built to win right now. You know, and if you give up draft picks, who cares? They've done it with Peyton Manning, and they can do it again with, with Aaron Rodgers. So the Broncos looking good in the Rodgers radar. I seem to be taking what I heard in this interview different than most yesterday. What I heard is a guy that doesn't like people that he's completely separated from on the day-to-day basis. He loves his coach. He loves his teammates. He loves all the people that he is working with on the training staff. This, this sounds like a guy to me that doesn't really want to leave Green Bay. He just wants to see this ownership group kind of cater to him a little bit more. I, I, I hear a guy that could be talked off the ledge there. And trust me, as a Broncos fan, I want him to come here. I would love right. for this situation to get a point where there's no coming back from it. But I heard a guy that was dancing around calling had he Had he wanted to call somebody out, he could have really called them out. And I think he wants to make sure he doesn't push the situation to get to a point where there is no coming back. I you know, mean, yeah. Well, one thing I really... Uh, the one thing that I took away, because I, I agree with you. I, I actually agree with you. I think... Um, I think if you're kind of reading between the lines, it, it, it still seems like it could go either way. And obviously, there's some very real issues with some front office people and, and him that, I mean, that's no secret. You know, that's, that is what it is. We know that's what it is. Um, it seems to me like he hasn't closed the door on it, but he's also very pissed, wants to get out. Uh, so we're kind of at the same spot we've always been at. But one thing that I did think was really interesting from, from his interview uh, was he, he mentioned uh, Jordan Love by name. And he actually said, hey, it's nothing to do with draft picks. It's nothing to do with Jordan Love. I love Jordan. He's like, he's a really great kid. And I love him. And, and I think uh, considering the wishy-washy nature of the rest of his interview, the fact that he went out of his way to like specify that I like Jordan Love. It has nothing to do with but Jordan Love. That's because everyone else is saying that he's leaving because of love. Right. But, 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 but right. Exactly. And so I think the fact that he went out of his way to be specific on this one little part of his entire spiel, if you will, yeah. uh, says a lot. And I think if if he really did have a problem with that draft pick or with Jordan Love, I think he could have just been as equally wishy-washy. But the fact that he was very, very specific, I think actually tells us that all those reports running around are wrong. They're flat out wrong when they talk about his issue was the pick. He did not like the draft pick. Like, I really don't think... I think that what we learned from this interview is that that's not the case. That's my well, that's what my we learned from it is that he's upset with the Packers for making business decisions. And frankly, you know what? You're in a business. You know what teams 
don't make business decisions and and they pay players and they do things for the players, not for the team. Teams like the Jets, teams like the Raiders, you know, teams like the Dolphins, which I would say that is turning uh, under the new regime that they have now. But teams that are not successful make decisions to take care of the players. Sorry, this is a business. You want to be successful? Guess what? Drafting Aaron Rodgers really pissed off Brett Favre. But guess what it brought them? Another championship. It brought them a franchise quarterback for 20 seasons. But see, I think that's what he's saying is that that is not the issue But that's here. exactly what he said. It's about the people, and sometimes they're forgetting about the people. So see, it's I, not always about so, the people. It's about making decisions that are right for your business. And, and you know what? If Jordan Love never turns out to be anything, fine. But... History tells us the Packers have a pretty keen eye for grabbing guys that aren't expected to be great. Even if they don't have a keen eye for it, I think the Patriots drafted something like eight or nine quarterbacks when Tom Brady was there. It's just a franchise thing. That's how you. But like Connor said, I mean, I mean, maybe he was. There was a lot of truth in that. Him coming out saying, "Look, love's got nothing to do with it." See, see, I actually—that's a song right there. Love's got nothing to do with it. That is. Let's trademark that. Actually, that probably is a song. What's love got to do with it? No, yeah, similar. So, so Jared, see, love got to do with it. Okay, come on. We're going to join a boy band. Now, listen to me, though, Jared. We, yes, yes. Me and Jared will join a boy band. You can just be our producer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's I don't know. Look at that. Just because I'm so good at it. Does today? Tyler not look like the older cousin that somehow gets roped in? I would every be the guy in the boy, boy band. band. I would be the one with the mustache. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, like they're all the like band. 14 years old, and there's just like this 19 year old kid. Like, what are you doing here? Like, right. you don't belong. Yeah. So, so I think though, Jared, I, I actually I disagree with you. I think that this is telling us that it's actually not any of those reports that we've been hearing. No, I no, think I'm that, not saying that it's so, so I don't think it has a specific any... player. I think he's getting mad because they're making business decisions. No, see, I don't see. I think that by him saying this, I am going to say that there's something going on that's completely different than anyone. Like, like literally something different. Like, like, like something that's so off the walls that it's not even reported. Like, like maybe the way that their relationship just is was bad and bad. And then all of a sudden this guy's like talking smack about his wife or yeah, something. Yeah, that's where like, happened. Literally it's, it's like, like some executive probably got drunk and like hit on his, oh, his okay. wife or his fiance Dude, or something and, like that. Like, I'm telling so, you, I think this is like personal. Right. It probably is. Like, you're, pro- something like, you're probably more on to it than the There's been opinion. rumors and I'm not going to spread rumors that, that I have no, no knowledge of any validity to it, but there have been rumors in the past of guys cut, you know, unceremoniously because of situations like that, where they they mess around with you know pe- people <laughs> right, around right, the coaches, right. the GMs, whoever that might be. So I'm not saying that there's not something to it. And if I'm not mistaken, the the Packers GM was promoted from within, right? So he's been around there for a while. Am I am I correct? I and honestly, that, I honestly I don't, don't know. know but I do not know. Right? I mean, I but I, but I will tell you that by him going out of his way to specifically bring up Le- uh, Jordan Love, yeah. to me tells me that he's kind of saying, guys, this has nothing really to do. Even though everyone and their brother is saying that I care about this draft pick and I care that they didn't tell me or whatever. So he's real quickly. Like, sorry, uh, I think it might be personal. Brian, That's all I, I get. Mean, you're, you're probably right, Brian Gute. 
Kunst. I have no idea how you pronounce that. Thank um, you. <laughs> just make a guttural has sound. Has been with <laughs> has been with the Packers <laughs> since it. 1998. Yeah. So he has Old been around. School. So it, I, you know what? Like you might be onto something. Maybe there was some personal beef there. there probably is. I think way Connor's back, and then I, I he gets promoted in that yeah. GM spot, and he and 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 now there's a more more of a disconnect than ever because there's nobody keeping him in check. And, and one of the things that you're hearing a lot is that it's not just that. Aaron Rodgers isn't happy with the front office is that there's nobody within this front office that's kind of his point man that he's comfortable with that he'll go to he'll express these things it's that there's just a complete disconnect between Aaron Rodgers and this front office no there's no owner yeah, that, that, yeah. Well, there's many owners. Oh yeah, he could tweet all of them. I guess yeah, he DM could, them. He could tweet them all out. Uh, a couple more things before we move on from this topic. Uh, I have a direct quote from the transcript Ooh. from the Kenny Mayne interview. So when Kenny Mayne asked Aaron Rodgers about what he would be wearing to his wedding, because you know Aaron Rodgers was seen at the uh, the Kentucky Derby wearing this you know crazy stuff. Kenny Mayne asked him if he would dress and be ostentatious and wear a floral pattern. And Aaron Rodgers said, quote, big floral guy, huge actually, roll it, light it. Uh, I think really the Derby, dot, dot, dot. Is that <laughs> oh. a subtle, I want to go play for the Broncos? Oh, I, I like it. Look, at, hey, let's, let's all put on our, our Jared unless, All caps. Not <laughs> unless the all. NFL, actually, they did. Then the NFL they, said they, they quit. It, yeah. They quit testing yeah. for. But did you guys catch that in the interview? I didn't. You got to go back and listen. It's it's when he's asking him if he's going to be oh, ostentatious. I, I, I did catch that. And yeah. Where the, yeah, and Aaron Rodgers just slips in and goes, "Oh yeah, big again." Quote, "Oh yeah, big floral guy, huge actually. Roll it, light it." Uh, I think really the Derby. I got a lot of comments about the hat I wore. Dot dot dot. But yeah, so that's a transcript. <laughs> you uh, can tell so that's one thing. Listening to that's that a, interview, like, like, like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers tried so hard not to let this become a topic about I know, him. I know. He, he was talking every so much about time. Him, <laughs> All right. So, and on that note, again, last thing here to wrap it up, a little spelling bee. Now keep your phones out of your hands. I'm watching both of you. Jared, no phone. Connor, no phone. Kenny Mayne asked Aaron Rodgers if he would be ostentatious or dress ostentatious. Spell ostentatious. Can you use it in a sentence? Uh, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers dressed ostentatiously. Okay, I'm going to go. <laughs> no, that was bad. I'm at, I have, how's this for a sentence? I'm asking you guys right now on the podcast to spell ostentatious. That's so good. I'm going to go with A-U. Wait, don't, don't tell him if he's right or wrong. You got to write this down. A T I O N, ostentatious. Okay, wait, now my turn. I O S, sorry, statious. Okay. Okay, okay, ostentatious. Okay. Oh, there's a U in there. Okay, we're going to go with this. Ready? A U S T E N T A C I O U S. He's definitely got it to see. It's got to be a C. All right. So we'll first go to Jared's answer. Was it correct or incorrect? <laughs> Unfortunately, My Jared with incorrect. With your spelling. Is I get halfway through the word and then I forget what part of the word I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Connor. Now, Connor's, it seemed like he was onto something. Was Connor correct? Mm. Unfortunately, I messed him up with that. Here's why. It starts with an O. What? Oh, yeah, exactly. Hey, wait, was big, I right other than the O? Reveal. Yes, you were. Oh, no, uh, you weren't. There's uh, no C. Oh, no, there's no C. It's oh. O-S-T-E-N-T-A-T-I-O-U-S. Oh. Why? Ostentatious. Why? Can because we go back and fix that? <laughs> That's just wrong. I love it. There we go. All right. Let's move on. No I more I'm curious. Would, would uh, predictive text even 
pick that up if I tried to spell Ostentatious? that? Ostentatious? Would it even? Ah. Let's try right now. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> here, here we go. Do we have multiple devices here? I got a Samsung. I have an iPhone. Okay, Samsung. Ostentatious. Well, you can't speak Yeah, it. right here. You can't speak it. Well, Ostenta- a- Wait, isn't that what we just said? If you say it into your phone, would it understand what you were saying? My phone understands hey, it. Hey, mine has autocorrect to ostentate. Uh, I spelled it wrong, and it comes back ostentatious. Okay, but let me try spelling it the way I spelled it, and is it going to fix it for me? Look at This is the worst. Ostentatious. No, if, if oh, whoops. I, <laughs> I accidentally texted, texted the person I, <laughs> Look at, I was typing. Hey, Jared. No, mine confirm. doesn't get it. Confirm. Oh, nope, it does. If I, if I. Look at Confirm. Huh. Oh, yep. Wait, but it brings in. Oh, so your phone's different than mine because yeah. it allows it tells you the wrong word there. It, well, that's that's because if I want to pick the word that as I spelled it, I click it. But do you see how it gives me the right version? Yes. yes. Okay. Do you so, guys want some synonyms for ostentatious? Right. Uh, sure. Showy, pretentious. Ooh. Conspicuous. So it's like a mix of pretentious and conspicuous. Ostentatious is a weird word. Is I'm going to start word. mixing it in a little bit. So anyway, I think right. that I think how that ostentatious is, of you. I think that's beyond <laughs> my vocabulary. If I were to say that in just like regular conversation, I'm pretty sure everyone would just stop and look at me like, "Where did you hear that? Right? Where did you learn?" So that? Uh, on another podcast that I'm on, a little plug here. Everyone listen to College Football Tailgate. Shameless. If you're a college football plan. Shameless. Or if, if you're a college football fan, exactly. But we do some <laughs> off season podcasts. And we're going to do a combine on the show between all of us to see who's the fastest and all that stuff. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I have to be there. Yeah. So, well, we'll let you know. Uh, our Twitter account is at CFB underscore POD, at CFB underscore pod. But we're going to do a whole thing. Part of it is we're going to take the Wonderlick. And we did a test question. And there's like synonyms on there for very difficult words. So maybe this... We'll be on there. Ostentatious right. will be on the Wonderlick. But and uh, you think you're anyway. faster than Nicole? <laughs> I am. All right, all right. I would be Nicole on a race. Speaking of us, brains and smarts, I believe you have a nice trivia for us here. I do. Are uh, we going to talk about the uh, Rockies next? Well, yeah, we can roll yeah. into them. Well, real quickly, don't don't just roll past the Rockies. Oh, Come on, oh. I we, said roll into them. We we roll into last them, week. Jared. I I was a little bit um almost you know rude to those listeners out there who who like following the Rockies because I kind of poked fun at like yeah if ever there's anything worth talking about <laughs> we'll bring it to the show well then the Rockies went and won four in a row yeah. hey the now Rockies won four in a row yeah hey and, and they're only three games back of the wild card I mean can I be wow. the downer since I'm only filling in on the show today and I don't have to live with you guys or the audience <laughs> yelling at me for any of that who cares? It's okay. a long season. It no, doesn't mean anything. I want to be it's even just more of a downer. <laughs> Guess what they did before it's winning four in a row? Positive, they lost five straight before that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's not exactly like they're so just, we're still below 500 or last Actually, nine. for the first time this year, though, for, for those listeners who have been following us from our first episode, Connor and I put a, a bet on over-under. I took over 100 losses for the Rockies, and, and Connor took under 100 for the first time. The Rockies have crossed to the under. They are now projected at 98 losses on Aha, the season. There we go. <sighs> there you go. We just need a couple losing streaks. And and I just want to be I want to be so clear out there season. because to anybody listening, they probably think I hate the Rockies. I actually love the Rockies. I'm just a little bit more of a fair weather fan when it comes to the Rockies. I've seen I've had my heart ripped out so many times and unlike Connor, I don't keep going But you're back just for more. you're just like a strict parent. You love them, but you have high expectations. I'm disappointed. In exactly. The, in, in you're the disappointed. Rockies. 
but I yeah. seem to. I think now that the the weather is just about perfect Connor, to get out there for a Sunday baseball. Connor would let them do whatever they want. Show up late at See, home. The high expectations. No curfew. Is where no you're rules. Wrong. See, that's your that's your. And that's your probably what it is. I. I think I've you just need been to too lower spoiled. Your expectations. You know, I was born in 1990, right? Since then, I mean, sure, the Nuggets haven't won any championships, but they've had points in times where they're competitive for championships. I think right now we're seeing that more than ever. Avalanche have won championships. The Broncos have won championships. I- I'm sorry, uh, the, the 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 CU Buffaloes in my lifetime have won a championship. I have high expectations. The Rockies I made it see to win. a World Series. They did. They didn't belong. And I they mean, got let's swept. Be honest, <laughs> they did not belong. They got swept by the Boston Red Sox. All right, but hey, we do. Uh, you know, I've said it many times. Baseball is my personal favorite sport. I love the Rockies. It's why. It's because I love the Rockies so much that it causes me sometimes to lash out because of my anger at the organization for how they have led us Rockies fans astray. But uh, I mean, hey, man. This is not going to be the Rockies' year. We're sitting here talking about 100 losses or not 100 losses, right? But you look at the standings, and the Rockies are three games out of the wild card. I mean, hey, crazier things have happened than, than, than you know the Rockies finishing well, in a wild card position. typically when the Rockies have zero expectations is when they do well in a season. It's when they're actually expected to do well that they fall flat on their faces like we saw a couple years ago when there was, they, they finally got the pitching staff and everything was supposed to come together and then they just flopped. So who knows? Maybe you're on to something here, Connor. Yeah, I mean, hey, th- there are crazier things that have happened. I do think uh, we do, like you said, we're recording on Tuesday, May 25th. Um, there is a game tonight against the Mets, and I believe uh, Kyle Freeland is actually coming back from right. injury to make his first start of the season, and he's yeah. going to be going against, uh, you know, just a little guy named Jacob Degrom. So uh, I, I believe that that's going to be a, a little guy. That's going to be a fun contest. But uh, you know, excited to see Kyle Freeland back. He's definitely when he's on. He 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 actually. Let me put it this way. Kyle Freeland needs to do well in order for the that pitching staff to actually be where it could be. You know, uh, he's a big part of that. He, he is a big part, and sometimes uh, guys look at the the back end of your rotations, right? And they kind of just, you know, whoever. I mean, who, uh, you know, whatever. Just plug and play a pitcher, but. I think that's really, you know, a wrong way to look at it. And, and I think, you know, Tyler here, he mentions he's a, a professional sports better, uh, does bet on some baseball. And I think he could probably tell you the same thing. Don't overlook the importance of a back end rotational piece. I mean, when you have a black hole back there for the fourth and the fifth spots, uh, that really hurts your team in terms of a record in the long term. So I totally agree. First of all, don't say black hole. I've been watching some weird YouTubes <laughs> lately, getting down the rabbit hole for some space stuff. Woo! But you're exactly right. The back end of the bull- bullpen is often overlooked and teams like the Brewers throughout the end of the season you're going to see these guys like Josh Hader and others oh uh, co- I was thinking the rotation but yes the bullpen as well oh, for sure, oh, no yeah, doubt yeah yeah I mean the rotation definitely but you know what's interesting is is just for the starters and the starting five mm-hmm. in the rotation that's key in the regular season and you've got to get to the playoffs and the Rockies won't have to worry about this now but like we talked about before in hockey how it's often your number one goalie in in the playoffs, you know your your rotation shrinks. So right. if you can get there, then suddenly these teams change. Right, right. But for the regular season, you, that, you that's actually a good that's a good there. point. I should I should mention I was I was more thinking of terms regular of season, regular season yeah. health but to look, get to the playoffs. You got to get there if you're gonna have a chance. You got to get well, there. well. Then you got to have a, a just like you said, you got to have a bullpen. And the Rockies, unfortunately, do not appear to have any semblance of a bullpen. So. And I want to put one one <laughs> little topic out there that you guys can say for an off season pod because I'm sure you know we could spend 45 minutes on it. it's a long topic. But the whole idea of the Rockies need or the Rockies will never be a World Series contender because they don't have 
uh, uh, they won't have the pitching because the altitude and pitchers can't throw in Denver and you'll never have the staff. I completely reject that. I mean, yeah. the, the whole idea that they've tried to get people and try to get do more to get more more pieces here. I think the Rockies need to be the team who pays more attention and more money to the pitching staff. The Rockies need to have the best pitching staff in the league. I don't buy any of that stuff. Well, that, and you oh, see, it's, it's mile high. It's altitude. Know. Tyler giving out the best advice we have given out on the show. <laughs> do more. Yeah, do more, pay more. Uh, you know, I agree. I, I, I just want to say I agree. I totally agree with that. Um, yeah. I think that a lot is overstated about... And, and here's the thing. Here's what's interesting. I think so much is overstated in the wrong, the wrong places, right? It is not that you can't find any pitching success here, right? I mean, the, the Rockies have proven that. Uh, go a couple years back and they had, you know, a top... 10 pitching staff by the numbers in the entire league, right? They were, they were pitching really well. Baldo Jimenez almost won the Cy Young. Right, right, right. So so I don't buy that either. But you know what You know what? I think is never really talked about when it comes to here? Everyone loves talking about, oh, court, I mean, you would think we play on the moon, according to a lot <laughs> of these people, right? I mean, uh, but, you know, they're always talking about the big offensive numbers, right? And you get the big bats and the home runs and all that stuff, right, at Coors Field. One thing that they don't mention anywhere close to enough is how difficult it is as a hitter to come from from mile high and then and you play a whole homestand here for eight nine games right and then you have to go right turn around and go to san diego no that's and play a great at sea point. level exactly it, it, there and is everyone the rockies are playing are at sea level absolutely yeah. there is a reason that the rockies bats struggle significantly more than any there, other mlb team on the road why the giants year after year have a good pitching staff is because they're playing basically below sea level right right you have an advantage as a but but you know the i know you played baseball a little bit jared you know and i know you did too tyler so i mean hey even in our amateur leagues with freaking what 80 mile an hour fastballs right um i'm sure i don't know if you guys traveled around but if you guys have traveled around and played baseball at like different altitudes even on like an 80 mile an hour pitch and a 75 mile an hour curveball it makes a tremendous difference when you are at sea level and above. Like it really does, and it's not no, that it does. it's not that you can't make the adjustments as a pitcher, but like hitting is such a split second thing. And when you are constantly having to come from altitude for a whole homestand and then back down, it's really tough to do. Not to mention the wear and tear of 162 games, 81 of those games coming in the largest outfield in the league for our right. outfielders. So right. I don't know. I think the altitude plays a role, but I think not for the right reasons that are not for the reasons that the whole I just don't like that it's an excuse. I don't like how people use it as an excuse. Yeah. They can't win. Anyways, we will continue. I know you didn't mean to start that, but yeah. see what you I love done. the Rockies. You see right? what I love done. I love them. I think we can win at some point in All the future. Right. Sh- should we get to our trivia? Let's our, do trivia before trivia. we get out. Right, of here. Jared, you want to take these and pass one to Connor for oh, me? Oh, oh. What yeah, do we you, got here? What yeah, are these? You got, that, that, uh, the, Tyler's that, so old school. I'm sitting here with like three <laughs> devices in front of me. You could have just emailed this over. All right. So you guys have a piece of paper that's going to help you a little bit. What you have is the stats and the years managed. The, the Colorado Rockies have had seven managers. Name them. Oh, That's okay. the trivia for today. Dusty and you Baker, guys have, yeah. and I, I gave them each the years, their records, so and then their playoff. Dusty numbers. Baker was the first one. Dusty correct? Baker. Uh, okay, go on. Uh, that is in. That is no. Oh. Wait, it's, uh, hold up. So are we? Hi, uh, are we have to give them an order, or do we? Just no, have to no, give them? no. You don't have to give them an order, but it wasn't Dusty Baker. You're thinking no, of the wrong uh, DB. Yeah, it's 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 uh, DB, but it's not Dusty Baker. Oh, jeez. Oh, Don Baylor. Don, yeah, yeah. Thank you. There thank we you. go. There All right. Go. So that one is. Uh, yeah, one. Uh, right, I'm gonna let Jared go first, and uh, then I'll pick Lord, up don't, the slack. Don't well, do I mean, that. start now. Start uh, with who's now. Well, I, 
uh, uh, Bud Black. Okay, so you guys have got two so far. Bud w- Black. Walt Weiss. Oh, yep, Walt Weiss, the... Uh, pre- All right, I'm going to stop hitting that sound effect. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. tra- Tracy. I keep wanting to say yep. Dick Tracy. Jim Tracy. Jim. I thought, I thought that Tracy. one would be tough. Yeah, so, you, yep, so you guys have Don Baylor, Jim Tracy, Walt Weiss, Bud Black. You're missing three so far. Now, I'll give you the, the second manager here in Denver was... Actually, a pretty well-known manager, but I, I I forgot him. I think a lot of people have forgot him. Uh, I can save him. I, but, I, but I so know. this is Hold the one up, that was here for only ninety nine. Is yeah, that only nineteen ninety nine? Yeah, it's uh the uh, uh God dude that pirates guy the uh oh no, oh no. no but but you are we are missing him too he he, uh, he was here from two thousand two to two thousand nine. Oh, you're thinking of he was here for name? a long time. He was he was more know, of my, my I know, favorite I know, manager. I know, I know. Why can't I think of his name right now? Right. Uh, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Oh God, dude! It's, it's, you're killing me. Old music here, right? <laughs> no, you're you're killing me. Um, oh come on, give me a give, give me a first initial. I right, uh, ch. Oh my God, what, dude! What's a uh, Olympic sport? You jump over the hurdle, Clinton. You pretty much had to give that. <laughs> How do we not know Clinton? Oh, then the other one was uh, uh God, what's his name, dude? He's that. Uh, uh, not Mattingly, but um, Don Matt. Uh, oh no, it's uh, it's another one of those real famous. All guys. right, so I'll give you the last two. So uh, you missed uh, from 2000 to 2002. Oh, Buddy Bell. The Buddy Bell. Buddy, Buddy Bell was here, and then the one who you missed, who was only here for one year, Jim Leland. Jim Leland. Yeah, that's and it, he, yes. he, he I don't even remember places. that. Right? Yeah, he was only here in 99, went 72 and 90. Didn't really he, work with the. He, the Rockies, he coached for but. the Marlins for a while and. And Detroit, 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 Detroit. For, for for a pretty long time, but yeah. So, uh, so this was the only place he was not successful, right? <laughs> exactly. Now, Jared, let me yeah. let me turn this on you, all right? Now, because I know the answer to this question, but I'm curious. Okay, who was the Rockies manager when they made their World Series appearance in 2007? Tracy. There you go. Yeah. Hey, because he took ding, over mid season. And what's his first name? Jim. Not, uh-huh. not Dick. Not yes, Dick. Not but Dick. Jim. Wait, 2007. That wasn't the World Series run. That was Clint Hurdle. Clint Hurdle was in 2007. Oh. Yeah. What's going on here? Wait, no, wait, hold no, on. No, no, no. Hang on, wait, though. Wait, 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 wait. You don't, you don't come into my trivia segment. Clint Hurdle was 02 to 09. Hold on. You guys are so coming Tracy in. So Tracy came in after Hurdle. During my trivia segment and trying to throw out these erroneous questions I know, I know, here. I know. Hold on. Yeah, there we go. Okay, what is this, guys? Connor. Hey, we're we're trying here. We're it, it's like walking on to, <laughs> to to the set of Jeopardy when uh, Alex Trebek, R.I.P. A Alex Trebek. When Alex Trebek's running things, we're walking on the scene and saying, "What's going on?" Did there? you just compare yourself to Alex Trebek? You bet I did. <laughs> it, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers soon. Well, are you guys looking this up? I mean, look, Clint Hurdle no, was he here did, until so two thousand nine. Uh, okay, they did go on a run that year. Losing in the NLDS, but they did. They went from being eighteen and twenty-eight, ending the season at seventy-four and forty-two. So, Connor, oh, here's this for some trivia. Yeah, all right, here we go. So it was, so it was uh, Clint Hurdle that took us to the World Series. Clint. C-H. Clint Hurdle. The answer is Clint Hurdle. Yes. The answer yes. to your you're question. Cr- and now we're just going to edit. Connor, we're going to edit have, and cut yeah. all of that middle part. Do you have out? any other impromptu trivia you want to well, spring on it's us? It's not the first time I haven't been able to find Clint. You know, you can't just, just 
Hurdle. Do we have to have every show? You can't just joke. make things up there. Yeah, we're going to have to do some serious editing right there. <laughs> oh, Clint. Clint Hurdle. The Clint. Yeah, okay. All right, guys. That is all the time we have for you today here. Uh, I want to just throw a thank you out to everyone out there that's listening to us each and every week. If you guys want to follow us on Twitter, we are at Red Rock Sports One. Special thank you to Tyler Walgie for joining us on today's show. For Connor Holskamp, I am Jared All. Until next week, y'all be good to each other.